scratch and sniff. Welcome to SMS Online, celebrating 70 years of the Edinburgh Fringe. Yes, indeed, we're back on the road again, and this week, as you've just heard, we're in the fine city of Edinburgh to celebrate no less than 70 years of fringe joy. In the show today, we travel the length and breadth of Edinburgh's Royal Mile, including all those out-of-the-way nooks and crannies, to discover the very best of the festival, to chat to performers and public alike, and to offer a sight, sound, smells, and general scratch-and-sniff guide to what the festival is all about and what it means to everybody. I'm joined in my travels by Andy Cullip, the man of a dozen voices. Hello. As we gear up for our sensational two-man show, Randall and Cullip, diseased. <sighs> Might need a little bit of work. And we're going to do our very, very best to cover as many shows as possible and give you the lowdown. Although considering there's approximately 4,000 shows and events at the festival, covering all of them is about as lightly as Norman Lamont's being heard to say, where did that Clary chap go? I was rather enjoying that. So relax, put your feet up, and join us for your one-stop, all-you-can-eat, fantastic fringe shop full of cultural goodies and plenty of chortles with added cappuccino shavings, not sprinkles, shavings from one of the more posher, ever-so-slightly overpriced coffee shops that you might find in, say, the old town. <laughs> this is SNS Online, and we're totally Fringe Loopy. Well, having arrived, we were heading down to get my accredited SNS Online press pass and free packet of 70th anniversary fringe biscuits at the Edinburgh Uni campus when we only get accosted outside the Frankenstein pub by a man in a nun's habit called Sister Mary. Now, these things are the norm in Edinburgh, and one simply learns to go with the flow. Uh, this is what happened next. Press our day, press our show, press it all, please be seated. down the Edinburgh streets trying to sort out time my press pass and all sorts of things very stressed and then I get accosted by a nun who drags me into my first show of the fringe hello sister Mary hello Nicholas how are you I'm very very well now tell us a little bit about the show and um, and why we should be going today so my show is called sister Mary's playtime and it's a fun hour it's a chat show come variety show uh, there's lots of different acts every day, so we have two or three different acts a day. We might have a performance from another show uh, that's appearing at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And then we, we also, it's just a lot of fun. And then I will interview the guests and talk to them about their show and what they're doing here in Scotland. And then as the time goes on, we play some games. There's a bit of an audience participation. There might be a prayer or two, but generally it's, it's called playtime. And I want the people to come and share and play with me. That's Would you like to play with me, Nick? I'll, I'll play with you anytime, Sister Mary. And I must say, Sister Mary is resplendent in her, her nunnery, I think you call it, or none of the above. So this is great because obviously, first time to the Fringe, say, if you're a, you're a tourist, you get to see this show and you also get a chance to find out about a lot of other things that are happening as well. That's absolutely right because there's so much going on in the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And, you know, I mean, when I, I first worked here 11 years ago at the Gilded Baboon, and I remember thinking... There the is, Gilded Baboon? Yes, the Gilded Baboon run by Karen Corrin. I played the sportsman and I remember thinking there is just so much and obviously over the years the, the fringe has grown so much but especially the free fringe where I'm playing at Frankenstein's on George IV's bridge. Well done. <laughs> now hiding away is Tim MacArthur somewhere um, who looks after Sister Mary. Uh, is Tim about at all? Oh I'll just go and see if he's here. Timothy! 
Hi, Nick. Sorry. How are you? <laughs> That's amazing. That's a transformation. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about the background of this show and where it's, it's, it's going to as well. Uh, it's TV, a- I hear. Well, I, I, fingers crossed, I hope so. The lovely boys at Freelast TV, Barry and David, um, we were developing an idea about three years ago. And as an actor, I do quite a lot of things from obviously doing theatre work. I do some presenting and hosting. Um, and then I said, oh, you must come and see this nun I know called Sister Mary MacArthur. Not related. Um, and the boys came and they said, oh, my goodness me, we love Sister Mary. Why isn't she on television? So you're hoping for a sitcom or what, what, what's, what's the ultimate plan? Well, we're sort of developing quite a few different ideas. Obviously, there's, there's a sitcom potentially on the cards, but then also... Um, this sort of variety chat show format as well, which we don't really have on TV anymore. Mrs. Brown's is, yeah. well, is sort of... That's probably the closest Alan Carr went when he was doing his chatty man, but I yeah. guess there's now a little bit of a gap. Yeah, and especially because, you know, Mrs. Merton, and the great thing with Sister Absolutely. Mary is, she is so family-friendly, because there is, obviously, there's quite a lot of innuendos in, in the show, and what she says, but there is no vulgarity, there's no swearing. What other guests have you got coming up? Uh, so we've got quite uh, a wide range of guests. Barry and David sort of tell me the day before who's coming on, and then I go, I know Tony Slattery is supposed to be coming on. Brilliant. Um, and Rachel Tucker, who is the original Alphaba in Wicked in London. Oh, and, yes. And on Broadway. She's the longest-serving Alphaba. Um, so she's on the show on Monday. Can I do one more plug? No. So on the 21st of August, Tim, me, I'm doing a Sondime review show here for an hour, which is I'm singing all the diva songs from Stephen Sondime musicals. Oh, that sounds wonderful. And what, sorry, what date is that? 21st of August at 1.15pm. Sister Mary's having the day off. <laughs> okay, you heard it here first, folks. Um, get in line and uh, see that show. Thank you so much. Thank I really so appreciate much. it. Okay. So shiny press pass dangling around my neck. I decided to leave Andy in one of the many charity shops in Edinburgh, hoping to get a decent price. <laughs> and then mine. Well, I begin my first of many cruises up and down the Royal Mile in the hope of pimping out my magnificent microphone <laughs> and seeing what cultural goodies are available. Top tip, scratch and sniffers, just take a stroll and let the fringe come to you. It doesn't take long. So who are you, sir? I'm uh, Lewis Wilding, the writer and director of War of the Sperms. So War of the Sperms tells the tale of uh, nine sperms who travel through sperm training school and into the great sperm race where we meet the egg. It's a very fast, very ridiculous comedy. It's a bit, a bit of a blockbuster of a comedy of sorts and uh, it's very, very funny. We've been selling out very well the past few nights and it's a lot of fun. It's ridiculous. There's people dressed up as sperms. It's smart and it's, it's only as rude as your mind is. Is it quite sort of existential and, and all that sort of stuff, you know? Um... I guess you could kind of say that. It definitely answers the questions of like, what, what, do, what does a sperm think life is, and what, what love is, and you know, it's, it's kind of weird in that like, it's about sperm, but they, it's, it's very human. Right. Very, even though. Any new action in it? Sorry. Any new action in it? Um. No. Well, sperms, you know. <laughs> I'd say there's a couple of. I, I mean, I, I, if you were like we said, it's only as dirty as your mind makes it. So there's nothing necessarily. You don't know what's in my mind. <laughs> Well, come along and we'll, we'll find the deepest parts of your mind. Um, but yeah, like that's the thing. It's like someone who's 12 can come along and they'll find it really cute and innocent. And then someone who's like 21 will come along and be like, this is really rude. But someone younger would just miss it because it's only what you infer. It's a lot of innuendo-based jokes, so yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And whereabouts is it? Where do we find it? This is at Greenside Infirmary Street, and it's in the Forest Theatre, and it's venue 236, and it's on at 8.45 from the 4th to the 19th, not on Sundays. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. Best of luck with it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hello, 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 testes, testes. Okay, right. Um, so I've been accosted on the street in Edinburgh by the wonderful and effervescent, I never knew she wasn't, Hannah, who's going to tell us about two shows uh, you're working on on Fringe. Yeah, that's correct. So uh, I'm Hannah. Uh, we have two shows, uh, both playing at Sea Royale, one at 2.20 and one at 4.40. Uh, they're both pieces of brand new writing which deal with similar things but uh, in different ways. The first is called Submission. Uh, Submission is a play which uses Quranic verse and spoken word to tell the story of Samir, uh, who's a British Muslim and is also gay. And the play maps how he comes to terms with his identity through the relationship with a white guy, basically. That sounds so interesting. Yeah, so... Uh, Quite a new perspective, quite, uh, I guess, contentious, but I think a story which needs to be told. Um, so totally. we're there. 
uh, and that was written by my co-founder uh, Shafiq Shah Jahan. The second uh, is, is very fun uh, and hopefully relatably real. It's called Sarah Sky and Seven Other Guys uh, and it's basically a modern will and grace. It tells the story of Sarah and her gay best friend Sky. Uh, not semi-autobiographical at all, um, and, and kind of maps... Um, Names have been changed to protect, yeah, yeah, protect exactly. the guilty. Um, and yeah, maps how their relationship is affected by seven guys who the pair date over two years. So very funny. Um, yeah, come and see it. That's at 440 at Sea Royale as well. Uh, this is on uh, Georgie Street, which is parallel to Prince's Street, which is the one with all the shops. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, and best Thank of luck you. with a run. Thanks very much. All right, cheers. Sir, tell me about Moon... Uh, moon? 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 <laughs> Sorry, womb. <laughs> I was really upside down. Tell me about Womb Raider. Well, you get it, right? Like like Tomb Raider, but yes. but Womb. Yes. So uh, we're St. George's Medics Review. Uh, we've been up at the Fringe for 18 years now. We're on the back of six years of sellout shows. What we do is basically... Uh, sketch show it's uh, some of them it's medical some of it's not all of it's hilarious so um, you're a medical you're a real medical person yeah, I am I should be studying right now but instead I came to the fringe so good life choices me <laughs> mum and dad must be so proud oh. <laughs> where is it where is it it's 605 at the surgeons hall uh, tickets are selling really fast we sold out last night we're only here till Saturday so everyone should get their tickets fast okay I mean, I've got the fractured eyelash what should I do um, see a real medical professional because <laughs> let's face it guys I'm at the fringe my name is Pius McGrath I'm with Sunday's Child Theatre Company which are a Dublin London collective yeah. and basically the show is about three girls who have a crazy night out in Dublin but the audience gets to decide what happens to them oh that's so really interesting interactive interaction we actually pause proceedings at all the dramatic plot points in the story and ask the audience what they should do next yeah. so you will never see the same show twice okay that's brilliant, that's brilliant. So where are you on? Give we us details. are on in George Square Studios in Studio 4. And it's called The Friday Night Effect, a new interactive production by Sunday's Child. And it's on every day, right? Every day, bar the 14th. Every day at 2.35. Studio 4, Assembly Gardens, George Square. Wow, they all sound so good with their brilliant titles, well-written, shiny flyers and enthusiastic verbal self-write-ups. I mean, what's to choose? The thing is, readers, do not allow yourself to get into a panic about it. If you've got an hour to spare and you're near a venue, pop in and take one off. Or if your head's about to explode because of a conflict of choices and lack of time, then kick your heels off. Sit somewhere nice where you can relax. People watch in the sun and perv away at hotties several decades too young for you. Order a nice cappuccino. Oh, thank you. And listen to some free street music. Buskers! Just wonderful. And although you can walk away without giving them any money, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, dig deep. Because these wonderful performers all need to eat and pay for accommodation. Okay, lecture over. Time for a fresh perspective of the fringe now. Press guru Faye Lawrence, who deals with all your wonderful press and media needs from Edinburgh's Pleasant Theatre. <laughs> Okay, so I work in the press office for the Pleasance. I am the broadcast liaison officer, which means if someone wants to come in and film a show or um, do an interview of someone, I get in touch with the PRs for the acts, make sure they're happy with it, and then in turn, I will go back to the venue staff at Pleasance and say, let them know that a film crew's coming in today, they're going to need a sound feed from the desk, they're going to need three seats taken out. Just make sure that everyone's happy and everyone also knows what's going on yeah, at the absolutely. same time. We've got a lot of people um, coming and talking to us about the history of The Fringe and people are really interested in knowing what we are doing as The Pleasants to celebrate the 70th year. Um, I don't know if you know, but um, when The Fringe started 70 years ago, it was sort of an act of solidarity after World War II, getting artists back together and getting people sort of celebrating, making theatre, making comedy again. That's how it started. And this year, because it's the 70th year, we're kind of using that vibe of um, solidarity and collectivity and we're putting on a one-off show called the Requiem for Aleppo which is um, a one-off piece of dance and music it's at the EICC um, and it's all in aid of Syria relief so that's kind of how we're channeling the the original sort of purpose of the fringe at the Pleasance. 
That sounds wonderful. And is that running every day? It's just um, on the 16th of August. So it's a one-off sort of charity gala event. And then there's a meal and drinks and things like that afterwards, if people are interested in that. So that's very soon. So what else have you been dealing with, uh, type of acts and, and re- also recommendations? Mm. Well, my favourite show I've seen so far, I, saw, I actually saw it on the first day of the Fringe. So it really set the bar high. It was Butt Kapinski. Um, she's a character comedian from America. Uh, she's been doing the Buck Kapinski show for a few years now. A, a couple of years ago it was on the Free Fringe, but it was so popular it's now moved to Pleasance. So she's a character comedian um, doing a parody of film noir. So um, you, you, there's no stage. You sit almost in the round with her and she comes through the audience the whole time playing this character of Buck Kapinski, the, the private detective. And she, the room's in complete darkness and she has a lamp over her head and she shines the light on the audience and it's so collaborative. So everyone in the audience plays a part in this like film noir mystery story. What, what would you say to a newcomer coming to a fringe? I mean, I, I've explained it. It's almost like the biggest menu you can ever see yeah. of food, and you you just you don't know where to start. And say you've got about four or five days. There's yeah. free stuff. There's paid stuff. You need to know where your locations are to go to one to another. Do you, do you have any general advice for newcomers? I would say have a look at the program. It can be very overwhelming, but have a Google, have a look at the papers, see what people are saying. Maybe book. A couple of, if you want to see a big comedian like James A. Caster, Ed Gamble, if you want to see them, maybe book a couple of things a night so you've definitely got um, a, cer- a certain plan. But then maybe just wander around the mile, like get handed a flyer and just go to something that you never thought you'd go to because that you don't really get a chance to do that in other places. And shows are only an hour, so even if you don't like it, you know, <laughs> you, can get a, you can get a drink afterwards and just laugh about it. There's loads of um, free magazines placed everywhere, so you can just sit down somewhere, have a coffee, just have a flick through, see what takes your interest. Brilliant. Faye, thank you so much. Uh, best of luck with the rest of the festival. No worries, thank you. The lovely Faye Lawrence there. But now it's high time for some more theatre. Pick a show, any show. Okay, I've just seen an amazing deconstructed show, perhaps you would describe, about superheroes in movies. And it comes, it's a trilogy of shows. Uh, And you are, sir. Hello, I'm Andrew Roper, and the show's Superhero Secret Origins. These shows are about superheroes, the comic book superheroes that we all like. This one's the third one, and it's about the movies. And I strive to make it so that it's funny and fun, entertaining and geeky, but that we find stuff that you wouldn't know. So by the end of it, you walk out going, oh, I didn't know that. Wow. That's the whole idea of it. Absolutely. So, and you were showing lots of clips from movies and uh, you know, clips from Superman that hadn't been seen. And you were saying that some, some um, uh, stuff from Superman 2 had to be remade because they sat with the director. What a nightmare. But I mean, fascinating for us as an audience. Well, the idea is I want people to walk out fascinated. Yeah. I did, this is the third show I've done. And um, the, the second one, there was a fellow who was doing a PhD in comic books. Right. And he came up to me afterwards and went, I didn't know any of that. <laughs> so that's the idea. And if, you just, if you're not a super geek, you should still be able to follow it Absolutely. and just walk out going, wow, it opens people's eyes. I hope. Yeah. Anyway. It seems to be accessible to everybody. I mean, myself and Andy, we, we, we watch movies. We read some of the comic books. Well, we'd say we're sort of on, on, on a 50% level of geekness for, for that. Oh yeah, you definitely gave away your geekness. I could, <laughs> I could see you in the audience getting jokes that no one else got. And I thought, okay, those two are sitting there going, one of us, one of yes. us. And what happens is we want to prove it to everybody, so we shout out the loudest. <laughs> yeah, but that's good. I say at the start of the show, some people will know a lot of it, but they enjoy the fact that we're talking about it and you know, having fun with it. And it is at? It's at Bar 50, okay, with the free festival at uh, 8.30 every night. So uh, yeah, come on down. But from Superman to Dolly Parton. Seriously. I've just seen Dollywood. It is bonkers. It is fantastic. And you two ladies are... We're Shit Theatre. I'm Rebecca Biscuit. 
And I'm Louise Mothersole. Normally make political stuff. Uh, last year's show was about the housing crisis. The year before that was sort of feminism and then medical trials. And this year, with the world as it is, we're like, we can't do anything out of anger. We wanted something out of love. And we both love... Dolly Parton. Uh, so this year we went to Dollywood, which is Dolly Parton's theme park, which is on the site of Dolly Parton's childhood home yeah, in Tennessee. We stuck some money aside uh, yeah. for research. <laughs> research, guys. Research. Research. So we did a three-day round trip to Tennessee. We spent one day at Dollywood, and whilst we were there, we also tried to break into the Body Farm, which is a... So that is a, that is a real place yeah. nearby, this Body Farm, yeah. which is, yeah. uh, was, was cut into the video clips we saw. Yeah, yeah. so we were basically uh, we saw it as the antithesis of Dollywood. Cause, totally. Cause it, Dollywood's, Dollywood's all about preservation and, and, and celebrating life. And celebrating her life and preserving, there's a full recreation of her childhood home on the Dollywood site. And then 10 minutes down the road from Dollywood is this body farm where corpses are literally left outside in this field to rot, sort of naturally, which is for scientific purposes. Yeah, not for fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, can you smell it when, it when you're? Uh, yeah, it was in really. In Dollywood, you can smell it. Oh, smell the corpses. No, not in Dollywood. No, you can't smell the corpses in Dollywood. No, you can smell the corpses in the car park that you try to break into the body farm. What for? What you can smell in Dollywood is lots of funnel cake, which is delicious smelling. Oh, yeah, yes. funnel cake. Yeah, highly. Well, well, my boyfriend's been to Dollywood. Okay. He's a massive, massive oh, fan. That's God. why I was dragged by my ear to this. I didn't know. Was I had no idea what I was expecting, <laughs> but it was fun. And I saw some knockers as well, ladies Yay. and gentlemen, and they were fantastic. So. Thank you. Mm, what a beautiful pair of knockers. So, uh, give, give, us a, give us a little sort of a, a soundbite of why we should be going to your show and where it is and how long it's for and all the rest of it. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, our show is, as you quite rightly say, full of knockers, and it's on uh, Summer Hall. Thank you. That was Jen, our manager, laughing. At <laughs> She's laughing at the size of our knockers. She's yeah, we have some big knockers. They get their knockers out. Yeah, we've got many knockers in this show. Mm, what a beautiful pair of knockers. Yeah, you also get to see our three Dolly Parton tattoos that we got whilst in Dollywood. Um, it's on at Summer Hall every day at 9:15 p.m. Um, and if you love Dolly Parton or, or hate her or death or de if you love death <laughs> or hate death or hate death if you love cloning or hate cloning or if you hate sheep or women then come, come along. along that's brilliant that's what you should be like conjoined twins the way you carry on are you going to give us a little blast or something just to uh just before oh we could do we could do a little um a cheerful quick cheerful number a little, quick, a little quick cheerful one so, one, one day, day in the summer we took some flowers to place on some old family graves Jeannie said, Mummy, ain't it dark in the ground? Oh, Daddy, I'd be so afraid. Then she looked up at her Daddy and me and said something that broke both our hearts. She said, When I die, please don't bury me, cause Jeannie's afraid of the dark. Cheerful little disco number from Dolly Parton there. <laughs> That was brilliant, thank you so much. Now during our show today, we will be doing our very best to cover as much ground as we can, examining an eclectic range of shows that reflect the eclectic nature of SNS Online itself. So from new writing, drama, stand-up comedy, improv, music, circle skills, and many, many more, this could be your try before you buy Horses Duvers Taster Session. <laughs> I speak French too. <laughs> but do bear in mind that this will be our experience, our own unique Edinburgh Fringe. Yours may be very different, and just as thrilling if not more. If the radio's dull in the neighborhood, who are you gonna call? Nick Randall. Well, at the end of a very long first day, Andy and I retreat to our digs in nearby Leith to unwind and try to make a decision or two on some of these flyers. War of the Sperms, oh my. Ooh, murder she didn't write. Mm, sounds interesting. How to suffer better. Mm, try ten years with Nick. Ooh, ooh, circled in the Radio Times. We wanted to see that, didn't we? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll circle that. Pass me the pens. All right. It's green. It doesn't matter. Well, well green is for undecided. I thought green was for environmentally friendly theatres. It's red. Wow, loads of pens here. What's blue, then? Anything potentially racy. We hope. <laughs> what about orange? Anything free. What's pink, then? The homosexual avant-garde with possibility of dangly bits as a fuller expression of artistic freedom? No, free parking. Oh, yeah. Purple? Next to a pub. Yes, that makes sense. Make a quick exit. Yeah, if it all gets a bit am-traum. Ooh, I was a fluffer for Skippy. 
What's that, comedy? No, in conversation. Ah, okay. Yes, I'll go to that. Pen. Which pen? Puce. Puce? Puce? Where's Puce? Well, you had it. I haven't got Puce. So, day two of our trip to Edinburgh. Time to get out on the streets and meet the crowds. So I've been enjoying the Russian String Orchestra today as walking along in sunny Edinburgh. Tell us a little bit more about it. So it's uh, 15 people from Moscow who are playing great classic music. Every day we have new program and we are playing in space in two different spaces uh-huh. every day. Mm. Uh, yes. Well, that sounds <laughs> wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And um, so how long have you guys been going? About 25 years 25 already. 25 years, yeah. wow. So they are playing most of all uh, in USA, in Moscow, and sometimes in China as well. So, But here we are for the first time. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank all right, cheers. cheers. We've got some buskers from a school in the south of France. They're just about to start playing. I'm with the cast of Caravaggio, and um, Caravaggio himself is here to speak. Hello, my name is Alex Markey, and I'm playing Caravaggio in the show. He's in the morgue. Damn him. The selfish bastard! This ending between the two of you was inevitable. Instead of him in that morgue, it could have been you. What a waste of talent that would have been. I just wish you'd pick your friends better. Karachi would have been a wonderful influence on you. Karachi knows fuck all. His paintings are just daubs. He shouldn't earn enough to buy trousers to pull over his tiny lady cock. (laughs) It tells about the four years, the last four years of the painter. Um, He was a troubled painter. He was quite unique for the era. He was revolutionary um, and shook the system, literally. Uh, And the show is very gripping because it does have everything it's uh, passionate passionate energetic sexy uh, there's a uh, very physical um, there's a lot to enjoy some choreography as well and of course comedy is this the fathers of Santa Maria della Scala commission I obtained for you yes I wanted the death of the virgin well, I never accept it why the fuck not it's brilliant <laughs> it's, it's too Real? I mean, it's almost painful. Used Francesco's mother the day she died. Ah, she's no virgin. Mm. That's true. But she's a woman. <laughs> the mother of God. A woman? With dirty feet. She looks like a corpse. Well, she's dead. <laughs> You're painting for the fathers of Santa Maria. They will want the mother of God. And they'll have it. The mother of God was a woman. A woman, yes. A whore, no. Just because she had sex, that doesn't make her a whore. She was a mother. A mother who loved her son and then died. <laughs> the mother of God didn't die. She ascended. Talking about comedy, Richard Unwin. Hello. <laughs> Plays the Pope's representative. What was your actual name? Uh, cardinal Del Monte, who's, who's a, a gay cardinal who likes young men and wine. Terrible typecasting, again. <laughs> it's a stretch for me. Um, I'd say come and see this play because it's a great break from all the nonsense of the fringe which is musicals about avocados. This is a proper play with a beginning, middle and end. 
was Caravaggio's work considered to be quite blasphemous at the time? It was very, the whole painting was very interpretive in a, in a, in a modern, very different way to uh, the old masters. Yes, definitely. Um, he was revolutionary. Um, and the church refused many of his paintings, but they also loved him. Um, like Del Monte here, he really appreciated his talent and his art and he fought for it. So, he, like I said, he shook the system from the inside, uh, but he paid a price for it. I'm Dorothea Jones and I play Lena, who was uh, famously one of Caravaggio's muses. So uh, a lot of the females in his paintings that you would see was Lena. Um, and She's sort of on the strumpet end of, of, uh, of friendship. Um, Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, she was. But I he was a bit of a whoopsie as well, wasn't he? But I play a prostitute and I'm sure in that world at the time, mm. to make a bit of money, I probably did both myself. Yes, so, yes. yes, I'd imagine. Um, I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you have to come and see the show. It's, it's fantastic. It's a beautiful story about an incredibly gifted man who, unfortunately, because of his gift, I suppose yeah, it's, it, he it kind of was led to his ultimate demise and mm. um, because he just seen the world in a different way yeah. and uh, come see the play because it's we create a world that is beautiful it, it resembles his paintings and um, yeah it's just it's captivating gripping and sexy uh, it's it's high culture and it's very good I so I should just say we're on at three well two fifty five. That was just about what I was gonna ask you. At <laughs> two fifty five every day at venue thirty nine, which is the Radisson Hotel. I think it's time to slut it up on the Royal Mile again. Okay, I'm here in the Royal Mile, soaking up the fringe, and the sun is even thinking about creeping out of the shadows. So, sir, you're standing on a on a on a on a orange bin. Um, I've got beans on toast written here somewhere. Tomfoolery, give us the lowdown. What, what's going on? It's tomfoolery. Abracadabra, beans on toast. It's a fun kids show for all the family. All the family. All the family. All ages. Four, three, two, one, upwards. Uh, Ninety-eight and any age at all. Yeah, we're at Greenside Infirmary until the twelfth. But what's the, the infirmary? The Greenside Infirmary, the Mint Studio uh, until the twelfth. Every day at three o'clock. So this is great if you're a family, got young kids, you know, you want everybody to be happy, so no rude words, etc. Absolutely no rude words at all. No, it's a family show. I'm a children's entertainer, but it's, uh, it's designed, kids and adults go out liking it as well. Do you do any magic? Absolutely. Hey. Loads of silly magic all the way through. Magic and music and dance and all sorts, everything oh, in. That's brilliant. And you've got a Twitter handle. <laughs> I have Tom Foodery UK. Brilliant. Check it out, folks. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. And best much. luck with the run. Thank you. Cheers, hey. buddy. A trio of three plucky young kids become superheroes to spread the word of communism in the land of Dollaropolis and fight evil capitalist giant hot dogs and brokers. And a 300-year-old communist mother gives this mission to her son. But have it, has it got any content? I mean, <laughs> it's got a you know. A journey of self-discovery for a young boy who's called Karl Communist, who, after his mother dies, um, is given the task to spread the word of communism and has to find his way of doing that through his support of his friends. Yeah, but what's your superpower, man? What's my... Friendship! That's all you need! <laughs> oh, we love friendship. We love a bit of friendship. Yeah, oh, and uh, where are you on? Where am I on? Uh, Greenside and Furry Street. you're standing here now, but I mean, Greenside. you know. Greenside and Furry Street, yeah. 550 Furry, Furry Street? Infirmary Street. Uh, in Infirmary Street. Inside Infirmary Street, 5.15 every day. That's a beautiful thing. Thank you so much. Thank you very Cheers. much. Thanks. Oh, hello. Who are you? My name's Ella. And, and what are you up to? Um, we're doing Did I Choose These Shoes on just off the Royal Mile at Jewry Street. What does it mean to be a girl? Does it mean to have pink pom-poms sprouting from the handles of my first bicycle? The one I would ride to school? Barbie backpack securely tightened, pretending not to be frightened by the uneven pavements or the distorted whistles that would soon reach my ear. So did I choose these shoes? Tell us about it. It's a spoken word and physical theatre piece encompassing what it means to be a girl growing up in the 21st century and all the different choices on offer for young women through the character of an insecure slash conflicted teenager trying to deal with her own insecurities whilst also 
Combating Misogyny. Oh, that sounds really interesting. Is it new writing? Yes, I wrote it. You wrote it? Yeah, yeah. and are you, um, are you a, a student of um, thespian stuff? or what, what, Yes, what? I studied script writing and performance at UEA, but I actually developed the show on my gap year and took it to Brighton Fringe, and it sold out there, won the Pebble Trust Talent Grant, and now we're here. So I've developed it further, put in more physical bits, changed the writing a little bit, um, but it's mostly all spoken word, spoken word storytelling, and it's all, all the characters and all the stories are true to life. They're all inspired by my own experience growing up today and all my friends' experiences as well. So are you still a student or are you now, are you now out, out there doing your thing? Uh, no, I am a student. I just finished first year, so okay. I do script writing. So right. I'm going on second year. So, so you're, yes. really, you're really very advanced, <laughs> I should say. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so where are you on Twitter? Are you on Twitter? We are rhythm underscore theatre on Twitter. And then you can find us rhythm theatre um, on Instagram and also on Facebook. And we have a trailer. What does it mean to be a girl? So much more. That's, oh, on YouTube. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, I think there should be lots of trailers on YouTube. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And best of luck with it. You too. <laughs> you know what, readers? Seriously, it's like the biggest takeaway menu you could possibly ever hope to read. You want to do them all. But with over 4,000 shows and general events here, it will never happen. I mean, even if you ran from one show to the next, 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 for the entire festival, and didn't even poo for a whole month. I think I need a poo now. Asked a simple question, and I told you why it wasn't on a dare or on a whim. It's hard to comprehend now that the reason why is simply that I went along with him. Richard and I were very close. I have here the cast of Thrill Me, an amazing, apparently true story of uh, betrayal, murder, love, all sorts. Tell us all about it, guys. You were brilliant, by the way. Thank, thank you, you, thank you. Well, it's based on the true story of two Chicago college students in the 1920s um, who basically... Uh, what's the best way to describe it? What's their relationship? Um, uh, my character, Richard... Um, Nathan, Harry's character, is in love with Richard and Richard sort of uses him and manipulates him to help him commit crimes because Richard gets thrills out of committing crimes. It all escalates out of control and then they end up committing quite a, a heinous a crime. A crime. Yeah. There's still some paper clips, apparently, from uh, local yeah. factory. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. No, it's a bit stronger than that, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, well, they actually they yes. kill a child. Yes, yes. Um, but Bobby that's not the Franks. main plot twist. There's, oh, there's no, two no. massive twists at the end we won't give away, um, but you can, um, you'll can you see them if you come and watch our show every day at 4.05 at uh, C2, at the top of the mile. Brilliant. Mm. And do you have Twitter handles oh, and all that? Uh, um, Thrill Me UK? Yeah, there's at Thrill Me UK, which is the show's Twitter handle, mm-hmm. and then mine's at Harry Downs. And uh, mm. I'm at Ellis underscore Dackham, D-A-C-K-O-M-B-E. Scratch and sniff. Online! With Nick Randall. I'm going to pause and listen to this young lady now, singing like an angel. Flashback to hot summers, tiptoeing down the stairs, retracing my own steps as a child. Close my eyes. 
Okay, so we just stopped for a drink um, in between all the amazing acts, and um, I was chatting to this chap, mid-wee actually, about uh, his act. Um, tell us all about it and who you are. <laughs> uh, hi everyone, I'm Nathan Webb, and I'm doing a bit of a stand-up show up here. Um, lots of open spots, and uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. Okay. Excellent, so any particular places you're, you are... Any, any venues to, to, to reference for you and, and what, what is your show about? Um, well it's very much, uh, I'm jumping on compilation shows and you can find me uh, wherever I may be <laughs> non-venue specific but I'm looking to do my own show next year so you can come and check me out there That sounds fantastic and uh, any recommendations you have of uh, things you've seen at the Fringe or, or your mates for the Worth of Plug? Well you should go and see Chris Chopin without a doubt okay. um, he's a good friend of mine and he's getting me on his compilation show, Stefan Allen uh, I'm thinking how many I can name check here, so I get lots of gigs in the future. Jordan Brooks is great, really great. Cardiff-based act, which has got, he's got his own show here now this year, yeah. and he's incredible. Uh, we're going to see him later on. I've seen him many times. And my friend Cole Holworth. Okay. You need to see Cole Holworth because he's uh, fantastic. Uh, but I've got a Facebook page. Uh, you can check me out at, at NatWebComedy. Do you get that? That's at NatWebComedy. <laughs> and um, I've done a viral video on uh, Panath house prices which had over 60,000 views in a weekend. Oh wow, that's pretty good then. A bit of a parody of a Coldplay song called Up and Up. Okay. Which sounds a bit, when Chris Martin's singing it, it sounds a bit like he's saying in Penarth. <laughs> Driving in the sun, taking in the view, checking out the houses, can't afford a room in Penarth. In Penarth. It's like Sue Lawley with the police, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I thought I'd record something and just did it for a bit of fun and put it up and uh, got uh, lots of views. I think it's about 90,000 now. But the best bit was people commenting on it and saying, do you know what, when, when we were driving along, we thought he was singing in Panath, Panath, instead of up and up as well. So that was nice. Lovely to meet you in a toilet scenario and now outside on this lovely... Sunset. Just to explain, I was in the cubicle. He was outside washing his hands and wiping makeup off or whatever. I don't know if you were getting out of a dress or something. I'm not sure what was going on. That's what he's telling people, yeah. but um, for the record, yeah, that's yes. not what happened. So, Tom, I've just seen Potter Vision. I thought it was fantastic. Do you want to sell us the show? Yeah, sure. Potter Vision is a sketch show, almost, where four adult men uh, recreate the Philosopher's Stone. Only that's what, that's what we use to market it, only everything's not as it seems. There's some surprises in there as well, yeah. So what is it about Harry Potter that made you want to sort of explore, uh, affectionately explore, uh, the... Uh well, amusing side of it. Well, the uh, the first film is very iconic. It was directed by Christopher Columbus, and he's always had this thing about um, children having interest in dialogue. And he discovered America as well, didn't he? He did. He absolutely did. He's quite a multi-talented guy. He does so much. He's brilliant. I'm a massive fan. I think that Americans aren't that much of a fan of him anymore, though. No. Uh, but yeah, it, like, and the dialogue in the first film is very recognisable, and like a lot of people, like say when the film came out, saw it so many times, like VHS, and so it just so easy to parody. Mm, uh, absolutely. So tell us where it is, how long is it running for, uh, how can people find you? 
We are at Espionage in the Pravda Room. We are on for the full run. Uh, the last day is on the 27th of August. Um, it's 2.30 every day, but get there early because we sell out every day. And now you're on Twitter and Facebook, etc. We are on Twitter, The Potter Vision, because a Spanish TV show got Potter Vision. Damn, damn, Potter Vision. <laughs> and uh, on Facebook, just Potter Vision. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. A quick but significant shout out to the fantastic Doug Anthony All-Stars Live, an anarchic Australian collective who made their name in the late 80s with such classics as Commies for Christ. One of their number, Tim Ferguson, has MS, and instead of ignoring it, they have incorporated it into their act as a two-fingered salute to illness and the advancing years. Andy and I got to see them while we are here, and they didn't disappoint. Very, very funny. But the bit we actually enjoyed the most was uh, a song they sang with their younger selves from Australian TV. So as a nod to their brilliance and a music choice for Andy, let's have a little listen. I will come for you at night time And I will raise you from your sleep Lord, I will kiss you in four places As I go running up your street Squeeze the life out of you And you will make me laugh and make me cry And we may never forget it You will make me call your name And I shout it to the blue summer sky And we may never meet again Shed your skin, let's get started And you may throw Your arms around me yeah, You may throw Your arms around me Well, I came to you at night you're listening to an extended edition of SNS Online celebrating 70 years of the Fringe Festival in Edinburgh. And if you want to comment on this or any other show, then please like our Facebook page, SNS Online, or Twitter at Scratch and Tweet. There's also an email address, snsonlineshow at gmail.com. All our shows are free and downloadable by searching on SoundCloud for Wait for it, wait for it, SNS Online. I do hope you're taking all this down. Well, another big day looms, and after getting lost, joining long queues and walking the length and breadth of the city to do no less than five shows, we were a little bit cultured out, to be honest. Cue the deep-fried shot where everything is deep-fried, which almost included Andy, until we actually escaped. So it's a long story for another time. To be honest, we just wanted to down a deep-fried kebab, burp our fun-sized packs of onion rings out to celebrity bros, bit on the side, and throw the hard-dead, unpopped popcorn at the bottom of the bowl at that woman off the Travago ad. Oh, isn't she smug? So that's it for tonight. It's a sweet dream, folks. I know I will, and I'll see you tomorrow. Walking, 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 up and down, up and down, walking through some dark, dank brickwork arch, outside, over some cobbles, back in, up, up, up and down, down. Steps, steps, looking for the latest venue, Google Maps failing, we're rushing, starts in two minutes, sold out, the best thing since whatever, more darkened corridors, then through somebody's private city room, up the stairs, past a couple actually, Having sex in their bedroom. Eventually making it at the end of a very long queue. Waiting. waiting. Plucking up the courage to ask if they're queuing for whoops, Vega, my bloomers. Oh, Realising I've accidentally passed through an interdimensional wormhole. I'm actually queuing for powdered eggs in 1943. Hasty retreat. Bombs dropping. Rescued by the doctor. TARDIS. TARDIS. <gasps> Two in the morning. Okay. Note to self, no cheese after eight o'clock. Okay, day three, folks. 
I fancy going to the circus today. Don't you, readers? To Bombay, a travelling circus came. They brought an intelligent elephant and nearly was her name. One dark night, she slipped... Um, so head first, Acrobats just saw your show. It was amazing, dazzling, slightly homoerotic, I must say. Um, anyway, to be professional, tell us all about how you got started and how come you're here at the Fringe. Uh, we all started off in different parts of circus at different ages, but we came together at Melbourne National Institute for Circus Arts and we all... Uh, me and the big fellow were together in the same year and then the other guy was a few years above us. Uh-huh. We just started working together, made like a little show and the main zombie theme was based around um, the guy who was a few years above us, a showcase act, and then we made this science theme show and we've been touring it for about three years and we just, we've just had a director on and he worked with us for about two weeks making the show better and then now this is sort of the first run of the new and improved version of the show. Tonight we will be demonstrating our experimental range of body enhancing elixirs. Please give a round of applause for our head of research, Professor Wolfgang Kunstmann. So it's a real narrative going on. You're in a lab experimenting on yourselves, drinking amazing potions, and then you do these amazing... Let's run through some of the skills that that you've uh, demonstrated tonight, because obviously this is radio. Yeah, Uh, we do adagio, which is like uh, mano on mano, like human balancing on on humans. Uh, We do ladder balancing, so it's a freestanding ladder uh, with someone on it. Uh, we do uh, Seer Wheel, which is a giant metal ring you sort of spin around in. Oh, that was that was my favourite. That was you, wasn't it? Yeah, was oh, me. that was awesome, man. Thank you, thank you. Um, uh, what else do we do? Uh, we do Teeterboard, which is like basically a big seesaw that we do flips on and stuff. And, um, and I think that's about it. Yeah, and then a lot of clown. I'm a, I'm a trained clown, so that's sort of what peppered You were an adorable clown. Thank you were you. brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So give us a little detail about where you are and when's this playing for people who want to find you and also Twitter, etc. Yeah, uh, we are in the Circus Hub in the Meadows, uh, working for Underbelly, and we are on at 10.15 every night except for two Mondays. So you can check the guide to see exactly when we're on there, but we are Elixir by Headfirst Acrobats. And you t- uh, Twitter or the rest of it? Yeah, yeah, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, uh, uh, Tinder, all the things. <laughs> Tinder yeah. and Grinder, hopefully. Yeah, and Grinder. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Cool. Thank you so much. Scratch and Sniff. With Nick Randall. Well, as I mentioned earlier, Andy and I are hoping to recreate our past glories at the Fringe and revive Randall and Cullip diseased to our adoring public. Uh, Andy says there were no past glories and I must stop listening to the voices in my head. However, take a listen to this. Us back at the Fringe in 18 Twiddly 2. Specifically, the Udderbelly undercarriage. They don't write tunes like this anymore. Hot gingerbread dynamite. Why do nothing but that each night? Back in that sack, but the fellas tune backy and the women wicky wacky woo. Oh man, how they entertain. I mean, they hurry a hurricane. Back in that sack, but the fellas tune backy and the women wicky wacky woo. I feel Gemma, I got a mama. Many troubles increase. A sense of color and a soda. Let's take a milkshake, tense as a bees. Keep up, sweetie. They hug you and kiss me each night. By Jingle Boys, it's worth a prize. Back in the sack, we'll just keep back in the women. Hey, woo! Woo! Back in the sack, we'll tell us you should back in the women. Wacky woo! In the women, we can wacky woo! Andy, the man of a dozen voices, and myself singing the classic Tim Pan Alley hit from 1928, Nagasaki there. We even had an email about it once. It came flooding in. <laughs> no, never mind. It was for something else anyway. Uh, but who knows, Randall and Cullip Diseased could just be around the corner. And now, it's time for Doctor Who and the bagpipes of doom. <laughs> So I'm here with um, Doctor Who fan Rob Lowe from Who Me. Now I've just seen it. Tell us a little bit more about it and the background. Well, basically, I um, I put the TV show Doctor Who on trial to find out whether it's been a positive or negative influence over my life because I've been obsessed with it since I was 17, and I needed to get to a point to find out whether it's a good thing or a bad thing to be that obsessed with something. So yeah. Okay. And do you think it is a good thing or a bad thing? Obviously, spoilers. We don't want to ruin the end of it, but. Uh, <laughs> 
Well, all the all the cliched, uh, you know, bad things about it, if you want to go, sort of like you know, having an antisocial lifestyle, not being able to communicate, staying in the one place, um, being so obsessed, you don't, you know, you remember dates of Doctor Who airings, but you don't remember family members' birthdays. Um, <laughs> that does balance out with, you know, the positive influences and how he inspires you and how, you know, can make your life better to live up to his ideals of the world. Because Doctor Who is all about change and hope and that type of stuff is really good to sink your teeth into. Absolutely. And uh, she's now female. As well. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. As Colin Baker says, you've got to be very careful now with your with your pronouns and your nouns. <laughs> um, and it's incredible. Jodie Whittaker is yeah. incredible. I'm so excited to see where the show goes now. So you've been quite involved in Doctor Who fandom. I'm sure I've seen you at conventions wearing the David Tennant outfit. It has been mentioned a few times, but you do look a little bit like David Tennant. Are, are you getting used to this, this level of sort of... Uh, a reflective fame? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. It's it's six degrees of fame type of thing. Yeah, I feel like Kevin Bacon's understudy or something like that. So yeah, it's it's been good to throw myself into the fandom using the springboard of kind of looking like the Doctor for a little bit and then going deeper and people can find out I've, I'm more than just a kind of face. <laughs> and I remember who I was talking about earlier. You reminded me of somebody else from Dynasty. George Hamilton the third. George Hamilton. Oh my gosh. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 I've, I've got. I have never got that before. I got last night. I got compared to uh, John Steed from the Avengers. I'll go with that. Definitely. I, I will go with that as well. I'll go with you know the original you know McNeese version, not the Ray okay, Fiennes yeah, version, yeah, yeah. not the Ray Fiennes version. I've got um, uh, Jim Carrey a couple of times. Yeah. So yeah, it's all there. There are loads of tribute shows. You could just do this for <laughs> the rest of your life, man. I am locked and set in stone for the rest of my life. And I've got to say, folks, uh, if you see this, you'll see the Doctor Who dance which I've sort of decided to call it and it is the definitive guide to Doctor Who without having to see any episode at all I thought it was fantastic well, I love you. the falling off the gantry and, yes. uh, and the cricket and everything yeah, yeah. I, was, I was whispering to my partner right we're coming up to Colin Bake <laughs> <laughs> and there's Colin yeah yeah I wanted to do one time uh, at the Oscars you know how they do the in memoriam type yeah, yeah, thing yeah. sometimes they do it really tacky sometimes they do it quite classy one year I saw them show all the in memoriams of producers and actors who passed away and they had a modern dance group do this movement piece of all the representations and I went that's tacky I think I can use that in a show absolutely yeah. fantastic well listen just give us some uh, little details about where you are where you're performing and blah 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 how to people get to you etc and also Twitter stuff of course uh, I'm performing Who Me at the uh, Rose Theatre here in Edinburgh for the Edinburgh Fringe Festival which is on Rose Street I'm here to the end of the month I'm here to the 28th of August I'm on every single night so there's no escape there is no escaping me or you uh, at 8.15 every night uh, if you want to find out more information go to my Facebook page just type in Rob Lloyd who me uh, go to my Twitter which is at future Robbie which is all one word lowercase uh, Robbie double B Y I'm on Instagram all that type of stuff everything's on my website robloyd.com.au that's fantastic thank you so much Rob Well, we're coming to the end of part one of our special two-part celebration of the Edinburgh Fringe at 70. But before we do, there's still time for a shout-out to Peter Hudler, who's produced a 50-minute genre-bending show featuring the cello. His styles vary from baroque to rock, folk, bluegrass and jazz. The show is called Cala de Cello and is performed every day at 6 o'clock at C2, which is venue 4 at St Columbia's By the Castle in Johnson Terrace. So, while I briefly exit stage left, being pursued by Bear, down Fido, and with the hope that you'll all pour yourself a generous glass of wine and join me for part two, let's enjoy a preview of Calendocello.
Thank you.